a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. All right, here we go. Cranking it up with Dr. Rashid Batar. He is in. It's Advanced Medicine Monday. Dr. Batar, and happy birthday, belated birthday to your lovely wife, Debbie. Thank you very much, Robert. I will make sure that she hears the show so she can hear her belated birthday. Right, because she's the unbilled producer. She sends us stories throughout the week to say, hey, why don't you cover that? Don't tell her that we cover like maybe one out of ten that she sends us, but we love her. No, but actually, the thing is, you know, it's probably more than what I send, and so I'm, I'm very <laughs> grateful she's she's actually doing that. She has taken an interest in it. That is true. That is true. We appreciate her because if it weren't for her, you might never show up. <laughs> well, that's true, and actually, she's got one of her friends who's a mother of a child with autism, a high school friend of hers who's an attorney, mm-hmm. who whose son I treated, and uh, the son is now neurotypic and doing well, but she's written a pretty extensive paper i think it's over 100 pages and i believe uh, you, you were copied on that paper you were sent that paper to robert in fact yes. i just heard she's going to be at autism one as well as a presenter oh beautiful well uh, that's actually great. That's my great. wife kind of you know because they've been friends since high school they've always been talking about this i had no idea that she'd written a paper or any of this other stuff and so that's all part of the show too so she's she's actually my wife is actually more than a um producer or, yes. or unrecognized producer she's facilitating all sorts of different things well you know just like the wives in our lives they're 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 the fires under our you know what to get things going in case we're just a little distracted squirrel oh yeah so <laughs> that never happens right never never well listen we with me it never happens yeah you know of course that. we uh we are going to be together at autism one which is very exciting we're just now working behind the scenes on putting putting it together uh dr batar and i are going to be opening uh, on thursday there's a big event and then you've got we've talked about it before but it's just so exciting i want people to remember that the Health Freedom Expos are not happening this year in 2014, and there's usually the big summer event in Chicago. I'm thinking all of you that typically will go to that, you should plan to come to the May event, Autism One, and you'll get to meet Dr. Batar, uh, get his book, get it signed, all the things that we're going to be doing together. It's going to be amazing. With a little bit of luck, Robert, and and if the wind is behind our back and if God so wills it, Mm -hmm. the new book either will be out by then or will be very, very close to coming out by May. Oh, man. I, I, you know, I'm so excited. I hesitate to talk about it because I know with my efforts of putting books out, it's been difficult. That would be the most amazing thing to have happen, but even if it's shortly thereafter, very exciting that things we'll be able to present. You know, and as we talk about, it's more than just a physiological issue, although we have to address the physiology, just like in your book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. This is where a lot of people are getting such great insight. In fact, if you want, we'll start today with a, a letter from a listener that came through the website at robertscatbell.com. Sure. Yeah, cool. Crystal writes, she says, Hello, Robert, I'm a mother of eight. My oldest two boys are 15 and a half and 14. Unfortunately, they were both fully immunized before we realized the health issue and damage was done. Uh, my oldest is more severe and just since September of last year started having seizures, infrequent at first, but then as of January this year, having two a week. Now, what is she saying here? They are full tonic-clonic. Did she write this correctly? If you could see it, if you see the letter there, Dr. Batar, and they're very exhausting for him and scary for us. He's been on a really clean vegetarian diet for three years, taking great supplements. I was wondering if you could help 
with other kinds of natural supplements that might help ease or alleviate his seizures. My husband heard that omega-3 oil is helpful, and he's taking a flax oil supplement. We're going to increase his intake. I looked into a couple of amino acid supplements. I think she mentions carnosine and taurine, reading that they're helpful in eliminating, decreasing the amount of seizures. I wanted to ask if you had any suggestions. I appreciate your time and assistance. I've learned a lot through your show and reading Dr. Batar's book. My son is not on any meds. His parents were convinced that God and nature offer a better solution for healing. Thank you for your help, Crystal. Well, Crystal, gosh darn it, we appreciate you reaching out in this way because, you know, you probably one of thousands of families out there dealing with this now. This is a great question because it covers so many different things. And some of this is not new since we've covered it before. But I think because of the philosophy and the precept from which we work, I think it's important occasionally to have to reiterate some of these components because it's good for people to hear this. So uh, let me answer the first question that you seem to want. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you wanted me to hit on this tonic-clonic aspect. Yeah, yeah. This is not a, uh, a term I think the average layperson is familiar with in talking about this issue. Right. Well, the tonic-clonic seizures basically is more the – you could think of it as more the grand mal seizures where you actually see the person convulsing and such, what, you know, like in the movies that you see. There's a lot of different types of seizures. There's sometimes there's these petite mal seizures where a person will be sitting there and you don't even see anything happen, but they've just had a seizure. So it's not grossly obvious. But a tonic-colonic seizure is more like a grand mal seizure. Okay. Um, again, classifications are – the definitions are a little bit different, but this would be where – Physically, the person is convulsing. Uh, sometimes they lose control of their bladder, and it is physically exhausting. And usually, there's a and scary. I mean, I, I could see, you know, if you've seen uh, and or ever seen anybody in a, a grand mal seizure, I mean, it's frightening just to see anybody, much less your own child. And it is very exhausting in that the body goes through a significant sympathetic response, meaning the flight fight response, and the individual physically is taxed and it's very exhausting so that they have to sometimes need 12 hours of sleep but it, it's just it's a very traumatic physically traumatic experience for the body to go through and if she's telling us that her son is having this twice a week i mean that's pretty extensive and the other concern is that this is something that hasn't been happening it's been progressively worsening because it started apparently when her son was, if I remember right, it was earlier on 2013. Yeah, so just last year. And, and you know, it sounds like she stopped the kind of the vaccine schedule and everything. But it, it, like I said, it appears to be too late at this point. They've set the ball rolling in a very negative context. Right. And it says that they've been infrequent. But starting January, meaning just last month, January 2014, he's been having two a week. So you see there's a progressive increase in the frequency, which does not bode well. Now, it's important that the mom understand, again, we're not practicing medicine over the radio, so we can't give you specific advice, but there is general Mm -hmm. uh, advice that is applicable to anybody in this situation. And what I want to zero in on here, Robert, that I think is important for everybody listening, is that we appreciate, Crystal, what you said, and we appreciate all the efforts that you're putting forward. However, there is a problem because you're talking about being on a clean diet, taking supplements, nutrition, omega-3s, carnosine, taurine, et cetera, et cetera, which, believe me, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But the problem of the seizures is not being caused because he has a reduction of carnosine or taurine or omega-3s or those are things that are going to be important to help keep the body clean and allow the body to work as efficiently as possibly can. But there are other people that may not be doing all these things and they don't have seizures, So you see the difference that I'm trying to point out here is that it's not a problem 
with the lack of clean diet and nutritional supplements that you're giving him, but there's something else going on, and that's what we call toxicity. And the fallacy is that most people believe, well, if I eat right, and if I do all these things correctly, and I don't waver, I'm I'm steady and and steadfast in my process, that I'll be fine. And that is not the case because we live in a toxic world. In fact, in the nine steps, that's one of the things that in in the book that Crystal's read, and she said, you know, I appreciate the accolade on the book that you've learned a lot, but Go back to the very first two chapters and remember the foundations of health. Mm-hmm. There are three foundations of health. And the very first foundation upon which everything else is built is systemic detoxification. And all of these things that you just talked about do not detoxify the body. They may help to uh, allow less toxicity to enter the body, but right. you can't control what you're breathing. You can't control what already went in through his uh, injections from his vaccines. You couldn't control what your body shunted into your children's bodies when you were carrying them in utero. These are all things that have to be taken out, addressed, eliminated in order for the body to start working correctly. And if this is probably, Robert, one of the greatest questions because Mm -hmm. it deals with one of my frustrations as a provider. And I'm sure you've had the same thing, too, that we've been talking, you know, where, where people really want to do the right thing. And they are doing the right things and they're doing all the things that they, and then yet they still have this health challenge. Why? Because they didn't quite understand that detoxification aspect. I'll give you a perfect example that I think is really important here. <clears throat> these health, uh, network marketing companies, these health related network marketing companies like, um, uh, Monavi, for example, and says there's many, many different companies out there. And sure. I've actually used that product and I think it's a fantastic product. And they'd asked me to lecture for them a number of times and I did in front of large audiences. But what was interesting, was that when I would say to the audience that, look, if you've seen, some people didn't feel any improvement right. with the products and other people felt huge improvements with the product. And I was one of those people that didn't feel any improvement, but I used it because I, one, liked it, and two, I knew what it was doing. And I, it was such a difficult thing for people to understand that, look, this is a preventive type of situation. If you are having a tremendous benefit where your joints are no longer hurting and this and that is improving when you're taking this particular product or whatever the products are which are high in antioxidants, that means you're more toxic, which means you need to go and find a doctor that can address your toxicity issue. If you don't have any symptoms and you're not feeling any better or any improvement, well, that just means that you're not, you're not as toxic. That's one reason you're, the antioxidant increase or buffer is not doing much for you. It's doing a lot for your internal system, but you're not perceiving it because your level of toxicity is not that great. In other words, antioxidants reverse oxidative injury. And the more oxidative injury you have, the more symptoms you're going to have, and that is indicative of more toxicity. So the mechanism of all toxicity is oxidative stress. Of all the seven toxicities and any kind of toxicity, the way it damages the body is by the oxidative stress or the oxidation or the free radical reaction or the reduction reaction. It's all the same thing. It's all dependent upon oxygen. So my point here is that if you take a supplement and you see a difference, which is somebody else that takes a supplement and doesn't see an improvement in their joints, for example, yes. the person that doesn't see the difference in their joints is actually less toxic. We got to talk more about this, but we got to take our first break here. Uh, Crystal, thank you for the question. We're going to continue discussing it on the other side of this, but you've got to go back and read the first two chapters of the nine steps to keep the doctor away. Do it quick. We've only got a few minutes for this commercial break, and then we'll test you on it after we get back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
know when we get questions like crystals coming through uh, the website or email or however they come through, you can call and leave a message at 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. It reminds me of when we first connected years ago through our friends Ann and Alden and, and why I was so drawn to what you were doing because it was the basis of everything that I learned in homeopathy to get my life back in order and then to help many others. It was all of the wonderful things we knew we needed to do, like clean up what goes into the body. Supplements are great. But if you don't take the garbage out, the toxic poisons that you have been infiltrated with over a lifetime, depending on if you're a child or an adult, didn't matter. It was just the reality that if you don't pull that stuff out, all the wonderful good stuff you would do would be only reaching so far, which is the case of Crystal Sun in this in this in this point. So I love being reminded of our starting point together, how we click immediately because of these things. Well, Robert, you're absolutely right. It's one of the things that's not just applicable here in our own situations and in Crystal Sun. It's pretty much universally applicable to all disease processes. And this is one reason that when I first heard Bruce Lipton's work, mm-hmm. it was, um, and I, I know he's been on the show. I actually want to talk with him next time he's on the show. Make sure you let me know so I can join you. Okay. Um, I actually listened to his programs and for the first time, came to a realization. I started laughing. I was actually laughing aloud as I'm driving in a car listening to one of his uh, CDs. And I was laughing because he just came up. It was as if he was sitting next to me in the car and he just came up and he told me the reason you're having such great clinical success is because you are addressing how the protein uh, reacts to the environment. And you know, he says the genome project was all you know, ridiculous, and and he goes into it's all based upon how the how the protein is expressed based upon the environmental mm-hmm. consequence or the environmental signal. Yes. So, well, I'm sitting there laughing because I'm realizing that's why I'm having so much success in what I'm doing. I was kind of like a monkey doing something, <laughs> and 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 not really understanding on a molecular level yes. what was actually happening. But he gave that label or he gave that picture he he took all the things that i was doing yes you know and put it together into a house like think of i was the plumber and the electrician and the carpet and the and i was doing all these things and individually they all look great but when he when i heard this the first tape or the first cd it was literally like you put it all together in a house and all of a sudden you see this beautiful mansion and it totally made sense that's why i'm getting the success because i'm dealing with the environmental trigger i'm not dealing with the body when you remove the environmental trigger that's causing the malformation of the protein or the disruption of the protein or the adjustment of the protein, all of a sudden you take away that environmental trigger and it no longer triggers that reaction. So the protein can express itself the way it was supposed to be expressed. <laughs> yes, you're, you're, you're altering the environment exactly. so that the protein can express the way it was designed to express. And, and it does exactly. express... We're altering the environment within the body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so if you want to change the expression, for instance, of this hyperkinetic activity or electrical, whatever you want to call the seizure activity... You can't just throw things in there to cool it down. And like I said, we didn't say it's bad to do that. We're just saying it is not sufficient because it's bypassing. It's putting the cart before the camel or the horse, however you want to look at it. And therefore, you'll be frustrated ultimately like the limited success that you get. And so go back to the basics. Go back to the nine steps to keep the doctor away and look at those first two chapters and absorb them, become them. Then you'll get it and you'll be able to undo this in your sun crystal. Absolutely, Robert. And one of the things is that by, when you give the body nutritional supplements, you are adjusting the environment in some way. Yes. That is a good thing. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But what I'm saying is that the environmental change that's needed is more than just washing the outside of the car. You need to get inside the engine and get it worked. And so supplements would be 
again, it's great. If a person doesn't have any toxicity and you're giving the supplements, yes, then you are helping to change the environment. But if a person has toxicity, which most of the people on this planet do, regardless of whether they show symptoms or not, just by taking supplements, it's a false sense of security because all you're doing is just washing the outside of the car thinking it's going to have a huge implication on how the engine works and the proficiency of the car. Yeah, and in the case of uh, Crystal Sun, you know, I might even say look into the, the new research coming out on CBD, cannabidiol from the industrial hemp. It still would be applicable in terms of management, reduction of symptoms, and really a great benefit. But it does not replace that fundamental baseline of changing the environment, and that means going back to the garbage man, who without which we're all in trouble. Exactly, Robert. And I'll summarize it, which is a, it's a little summary that my nurse practitioner hates me to use. But what I'm saying <laughs> is instead of going in and opening the windows of the bathroom and, and spraying air fresher and burning a candle or lighting a match, Flush the, Flush toilet, the toilet. Well said. I don't know why she doesn't like you saying that. <laughs> Look, we got to take another break here. Great discussion, as we always do. It always goes many different ways with Dr. Batar here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's called Advanced Medicine Monday. You can also go to medicalrewind.com. Hundreds of hours now of downloadable audio to bring you up to speed where the real healing is. The Robert Scott Robert Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. The nine steps to keep the doctor away, international bestseller. Those of you who are longtime listeners can do with a refresh, as Crystal reminded us. She's learned a lot and yet looking to help her son. That's where we started today, basically. And looking at that detox protocol and program, etc., as a cornerstone, a fundamental starting point. Now, we know there may be a 100, if not a 1,000 or more ways to detox the body. What we've talked about, Dr. Patar, with your specialty because of what had happened to your son all those years ago that started you on this journey. And we even talked off the air about the trials, the tribulations, and the triumph of going through what's happening with these kids who have been damaged by vaccines and other environmental or medical sources and causes and so part of our presentation, I believe, when we open up the Autism One Conference is about acknowledging that, that this is bigger than physiology. It's also a spiritual crisis. Absolutely. It's a, I wouldn't say a spiritual crisis. I would say it's a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and the, maybe the crisis of what's happening with the world and the indoctrination of the health profession and the parents that you got to poison the child in order to try to theoretically or supposedly protect them. I think that's probably more the crisis. I think spiritually it's an awakening mm-hmm. and the realization. So the people that end up following you, Robert, and following me and, and other people of like-mindedness, they are more the aware, the awakened, if yeah. you will. And it's up to us to help lead the path, open up the pathway, make other people aware of it, not by not by force and not by preaching. Well, actually, it is by preaching. One of, <laughs> one of my favorite sayings that I put down in my book was, uh, it's a quote that's attributed to Buddha, that we should take every opportunity we can to preach and never open our mouths. And uh, I think that basically how we live our lives and how yes. we conduct ourselves is really what's so important. I remember hearing somebody once say, it's not what happens to us that's that makes us who we are or it doesn't define us it's how we respond to what happens to us that really defines us 
And I found those to be very powerful words. And I personally am, am very grateful for all the trials and tribulations that I've experienced and some that I know are, as you know, the medical board is starting its antics again. And, and I'm uh, right. grateful for that too, because I know that there's a purpose behind it. And there always is. It's, it means obviously that there, there's something still left unturned that I need to make sure gets done and gets accomplished. And I think I know this time what it is, Okay, but uh, it's, it is a blessing and it's always, always the right thing because we in our own mindset, and again, maybe I'm getting too much on the, on the pulpit here. And preaching, but, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say apologies to Buddha on the not opening our mouth thing. If we, if we didn't every, every yeah. week for an hour, we, we'd have a, a silent hour. Look, Dr. Batar's on again. Can you hear anything? No, I don't hear anything. Do you? No, he's not speaking. He must yeah, but, be listening to Buddha. <laughs> you know, I got a big mouth, Robert, and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. So. Uh, no, thank goodness. But it's also engaging, informative, entertaining, outrageous in some cases, but in a good, powerful, positive way, because we both acknowledge something about healing, that it's our birthright. It's your birthright. Uh, we don't need to ask permission. And the problem is much of our culture still believes they're children of government instead of children of God, and they ask the wrong folks for permission to do something. Right, and that's what really I see myself really, and you, you as well, uh, and there are not too many people I see in this light, but I see people like us as those that have been tasked with the burden of, if you want to call it a burden, or mm-hmm. the blessing or the curse, whichever one you call it. <laughs> yes. We've been tasked with making sure that we helped to, we helped to disseminate this information to those who want to hear it. And those that don't, they weren't meant to hear it, or they will hear it when the time is right. It's not for us to judge who is ready and who's not ready. Our job is to make sure that the information is right, so that when the student is ready, the master will appear type of thing. And, you know, not that we're masters, but my point is that we mm-hmm. we are living our lives a certain way. We have gone through those trials and tribulations. You yourself in your own yeah. personal health crisis when you were growing up, me um, you know, fortunately didn't have to go through that type of a situation, even though I did have a interesting uh, adolescent period and, and actually all through college and especially in medical school where I had some real significant health challenges myself. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is, you know, my, my thing was actually what happened with uh, with Abi and, right, and right. some subsequent things. So the point is we've gone through these trials and tribulations and the eventual triumphs, but we have to let people know that you have to go through that journey. It's not yes. It's not about it's not about that destination of getting to that point of good health. It's about the journey of living your life the right way. It never ends because as soon as you think that you've reached your destination, that's when things are going to start falling apart. <laughs> right, and a new destination becomes apparent if you're open to it. And I look back, and I've said it many times in my life, when I cursed and I, and I, and I pleaded and I begged for healing, all of these things, like, why me, oh, Lord, why am I suffering this way? And you sometimes you only can get the vantage point when you're looking back at it and say, oh, I understand now. Now it makes sense. All of this came together so we could be doing what we are doing right here exactly. and right now. But there's a point that I got to, and I, and I you know, I still, uh, uh, you know, attempt to be good at this. I'm better than before about whenever I'm going through a, another trial like you, Dr. Battaglia, I really appreciate you seeing these things as they're happening because that's the hardest thing. While you're in it, while you're in the suffering, to recognize the blessing, which is probably one of the hardest things to do because you look back and you say, well, every other time I went through a hardship and suffering, it was a blessing. Why would this be any different? Exactly. Exactly, Robert. And that's the key. That's what makes it easy because you look back and you say, how many times has this happened? How many other things have I gone through? And then you look at some people tend to say, well, I wish this had happened. I wish that had happened. I don't understand that because if you look back and think, of, well, if I had wished 
that that had happened and that had actually happened, then all these other positive things that have happened since would not have happened. In fact, Garth uh, Brooks has a great song. Uh, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Yes, yes. You know, it's a, a beautiful song. song, and it's talking about just that thing, that the things that we are occurring, he's basically saying that when things are occurring, you may not realize the blessing, but it is a blessing. You may be praying for something so hard that you think is the best, but it doesn't happen. And those are the greatest blessings because had they happened, all the other subsequent beautiful positive things would have not occurred. Right. And Robert, one thing I wanted to say was that on that journey aspect, yes. you know, the, the nine steps, for example, the book, one of the things that was really amusing to me, and it became a little frustrating too, is that people would start doing the things in the book and they would start experiencing the, the difference, the, the benefits. And then they would start to, six months later, a year later, they would start to slide backwards, and then they would start losing some of the benefits. And when they would come back in the office, I would ask them, well, are you still doing X, Y, Z? Well, not as regularly. Well, no, not as much. Well, no, I kind of slacked off on that. And when you ask them, why did you stop, slow down, slack off on it, the answer is always the same. Well, I got better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what yeah. they're understanding. See, right. That's one reason I'm talking about the destination versus the journey. Right. It's not the destination of getting to doing all those things and you get better and you stop. It's that journey. It's a continuous journey, meaning that you need to continue doing those things. If you want to get better, you will mm-hmm. get better if you do those things. And the reason these people stopped seeing the benefit was because they stopped doing it. And all they had to do was start doing them again and they start feeling better. So it's, it's, uh, it's almost like people think, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm here at home and then I'm done. But right. it's not that way. That's not how the body works. That's not how the universe works. If you stop doing something, you're going to lose the benefits from, the, from, from creating that right. cascade. If it's a positive thing, you're going to get benefits. If it's a negative thing, you're going to get negative. I, I hesitate, Dr. Batar, to use like a car racing analogy, but it'd be sort of like filling up the car before the race. And then, you know, you do however many laps and then you run out of gas and you wonder, well, what happened? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I was doing so well in the race yeah. in the beginning, and now, now why is it not moving? It's like, well, did you know that it runs on something? You got to keep feeding it, you know. And so, getting well is that process that's an ongoing process, never ends. And the idea, of course, is the freedom, I guess, to choose it, you know. And I look at this issue too. If we look at the so-called bad guys, for lack of a better way to say it, if we look at the people, for instance, attacking you and the medical board, etc., how hard it might be to step up and rise above it and see these people playing a role in our lives for the betterment of ourselves and others around us because we'd look and go, wait a second, they're attacking us. They're trying to keep people away from this information, but we have to win this information every day. We have to earn this every day, just like being well. We don't just get there and stop. Exactly, exactly. And it's really hard to appreciate the light if you've never seen the darkness. So they serve their purpose in showing the contrast between light and dark. And so I do appreciate them because without them, I wouldn't have an appreciation for what we do and the benefits that some of the patients have gotten and the benefits that I've personally received, the benefits that others have received. So we have to understand and appreciate the role that they play. And, you know, Alden had said to me years ago, Robert, Mm -hmm. uh, Alden's uh, the mutual friend that introduced Mm -hmm. us for those that are listening that may not know who Alden is. But he had said something to me when I went through a very traumatic experience of my divorce, which... um, you know, that's another topic, but that happened 14 years ago. And one of the things he said to me, he said, just remember that she played her role, referring to my ex-wife, that she played her role exactly the way she was supposed to. Mm. And at that time in my life, it was a very difficult thing to see. But now, 14 years later, she did. She played her role tremendously well, and and it had to be that way. And 
that's one reason we have a good relationship now mm-hmm. where we both understand that we did what we were supposed to do. I, th- I don't know whether she is conscious of that or not, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely conscious of it. So, you know, those type of things that may seem really difficult at the time, just remember there's a purpose behind it and it will always become evident as long as you keep your mind open and your heart open. It will become obvious later on down the road. Yeah. play. You know, everybody's going to play the appropriate role in our lives and uh, whether you like it or not, sometimes the most difficult of circumstances, and maybe you'd call it the most difficult people, the people you would, even if you try not to, you say, oh, I hate this person. Look at what they're doing to me. And we've all, let's be honest, felt that at one point or another in our lives and saw somebody as a villain in our lives. It, you know, one of the greatest, uh, let's say, lessons or, or things to overcome is to recognize they're playing a role for our benefit or they wouldn't be there. Now, there's a point at which you could say, I'm done with it. I don't want it. I don't need it in my life. That's fine. But the reality is while it's going on it's trying to tell you something something very important yeah absolutely robert and i think that is the realization of something like that that is so critical to the evolution of the human spirit and to the individual humans individual spirit of each individual that's listening to this and i hope that people if if you've ever listened to another show or a second time maybe this segment is what you need to listen to again because it's a very very important component it probably has more to do with health than you realize because we're talking about esoteric spiritual things, mm-hmm. but it's actually more related to your health than you realize. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to interview, uh, you know, we mentioned Alden. Ann's got a new book out on inner guidance, and she's got great stories. I'm gonna, I love talking spiritual stuff. On this show, we can get into Christianity, Islam, Judaism, uh, everything, and you know, we just we we dance with spirit in this way that everybody's got an experience and we can learn from each other and we can always wake up to more of our lives and recognize that on every level, something, somebody, someone's trying to help us along the way, make things better. Hopefully this show is helping to facilitate some of that awareness for everybody, too, Robert, because that's one of the things that I kind of think that we're doing. Yeah, I've always felt that it's that. Yes, it's about freedom. It's about the power to heal that is yours, well, it's, it's, it's health the, aspects, but spiritual is a huge it's component. It's the plus factor, and we do it here each week. Dr. Batar and I will be back to wrap up the Advanced Medicine Monday version of the Robert Scott Bell Show after this. Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, take off your shoes if you don't feel grounded. But I, I actually do talking about these spiritual concepts and, and the reality of them as they inter- integrate into our lives, Doctor Batar. It's just a joy. If no one was listening, I would still go back. Man, that was an awesome conversation. I'd do it again anytime. Maybe, maybe we're. Uh just doing this for ourselves robert it doesn't matter if anybody's listening maybe you know sometimes sometimes it's just the interaction that yes. gets the person's blood going it's like a it's a workout it doesn't matter what somebody's watching you or not right, right? well again it's the journey right it's the journey exactly. now uh going back to crystal's question she kind of started it all off for us i mean the practicalities of healing again we are not uh, downplaying the role of supplements at all we believe in them we use them in both of our practices and to help our bodies or heal our families etc but uh the reality is the detox uh, bottom line, fundamental starting point is is the missing point in most cases. Absolutely. In fact, the head map, which is the Advanced Health Evaluation and Assessment for Detoxification, the entire gist of that whole program, which has been very successful in its beta stage right now of testing, is all around the detoxification aspect. And yes, we do use supplements, as Robert, you just said, but they're used in 
a very specific manner when we see that there is evidence that there's some support that the system needs, but it's not used as blanketly assuming that it's going to be the fix to the entire problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Crystal, we so much appreciate you reaching out this way and appreciate you acknowledging uh, Dr. Batar's book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. Now, there's a story briefly. We have a few minutes before we wrap today. I covered it on Jerry Doyle's show the other day. They were talking about CVS, that big drug store chain on every corner, stopping the selling of cigarettes. Now, on, on, on the surface, it would say, wow, that's a great step, and we're really pleased by it, but they, they – lost evidently based on their sales two billion dollars a year now it's a publicly traded company i'm sorry i gotta be straight up about this but if you're a publicly traded company you lose two billion in sales heads are going to roll they don't do that unless there's five to ten billion waiting on the other side of that decision well robert that logic would dictate that that's what's happened but i didn't actually think of that until you pointed out to me what the other end was and i think that's it's so it's so indicative of what the how the pharmaceutical industry works. Yeah, the the tie-in on the back end is that they become the good stewards, the good corporate stewards of of a healthful promotion, and they stand to benefit tremendously through the integration of government in infused, if I could call it that, healthcare, which is not healthcare, it's Obamacare, and and so in this regard, it's very self-serving. Now, we're not advocates of smoking cigarettes, but we also acknowledge that what people are smoking is hardly tobacco anymore. Uh, but the reality is, we got to look deeper at this. It's not going to be a large corporate conglomerate getting big money from government that's going to make changes for you, the individual out there listening to this show. Yeah, exactly. This is something that is important for a person to understand that they need to take personal responsibility. Um, I think this is, again, big industry taking uh, a situation that's advantageous for them and putting a good public public relations publicity. Spin. Yeah, exactly. The PR spin is everything for them. And, right. you know, but at the same time, Dr. Batar, they're still going to sell the drugs that are the leading cause of death of right. Americans every year. So exactly. how good could it be? Exactly. And again, it's that, it's that public spin, you know, the marketing spin that you put on something. It can be really bad. And again, like you said, it's a good thing that they're not carrying tobacco products, but it would be even better if they weren't carrying many of the pharmaceuticals but of course they're a pharmacy so they couldn't they couldn't do that so just be aware yes and again is it a bad thing robert i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to categorize something like this as bad or good mm-hmm. uh, because obviously there is a positive by them not carrying the tobacco products but then the bad thing is that you just gotta understand that their higher agenda was to create a public spin on something to attract more people to come into the stores to buy more detrimental pharmaceuticals. Right, correct. And and even many of their supplements, because let's be honest too, the CVSs and Walgreens of the world, even the Walmarts, are seeing a lot of profit in dietary supplements now, but much of what they sell for cheap is not something we would want to put into our bodies. Well, much of what they sell as what they sell it as, a, you know, substance A may not have any substance A in it mm-hmm. because of the quality or and or the fillers and or other components. You know, one of the probiotic studies that was done showed that uh, 13 different probiotic supplements that were being sold, uh, every one of them had contamination in them, and there was only one that had even a partial amount of what they actually claimed they had. Oh, incredible, incredible. Well, keep listening. Each and every week we kick off the week together with Dr. Rasha Batar here. It's called Advanced Medicine, Advanced Medicine Monday, and, of course, Medical Rewind. If you go to medicalrewind.com, you can listen to hundreds of hours of great information and interviews, uh, various topics over the years together. But, uh, you know, each time I say, well, we've done our favorite show, this has to be one of my favorites today. We're out of time, so uh, let's uh, let's just tell them what, what, what we're reminding of each and every week. That the power to heal 
is theirs. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.